Tabaniju, Aspavalyam Golta Kashuka Sakler Shaw, Shakle, As Shafiona McCardle Mish. I'm Fiona McCardle, and you're welcome to this, the final edition of Shakle in the present series. In this edition, Sakler and Shakhn Shaw, Tenvold, Tenwold, how does it work? Sarah Goodwins and George Hobbs of Lochten Boots have just published A Key to Tinwald. Asselior de Vardacht, a book of poetry. Culture Vannon has published a second and revised edition of a collection of poetry by Paul Lebijinski. James Franklin of Culture Vannon tells us about Paul and his poetry. But first, the Manannan Festival, and there's a concert this evening, Thursday the 30th of June, Tomorrow, Friday the 1st of July, and on Saturday the 2nd of July. Let's join Pip Rolf of the Ernat Centre. On the Thursday we have the Solemn String Quartet. The words thrilling and innovative are overused, I think, but they really are both of these things. They're one of the top string quartets in the world at the moment. They play the classical pieces. So they'll be playing Bartok, Beethoven, Schumann for our event, but they also collaborate with contemporary composers like Anna Meredith and Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. They've just worked with him. So they're really pushing on all fronts, but they're great players. Uh, The Friday is Jennifer Cannon-Mason, Jennifer's 19 and she's an absolute keyboard wizard and we're just really, really looking forward to having her here. She'll be playing Bach, a Mozart sonata, a collection of Samuel Coleridge-Taylor pieces and two pieces by Liszt, amongst others. So really nice, varied programme as well. Closing the show on Saturday the 2nd of July very excited about this we've got Christine Collister and her band now Christine needs little introduction on the Isle of Man but she's been playing for nearly 40 years 23 albums released and some incredible collaborations with some of the folk rock luminaries you know she's played with Richard Thompson and Clive Gregson as we all know she's apparently embarked this year on an album about Manx folklore now whether we'll be getting a sneak preview of that I don't know but so yeah her and her band will close the show on the second Pip Rolf of the Erin Arts Centre tickets for the Solemn String Quartet this evening are £22 as are tickets for tomorrow evening's concert with Jennifer Cane Mason for the final event on Saturday evening the 2nd of July with Christine Collister tickets are £17 But there's that great offer for those under 18, only £2 for each of those concerts. John James Alfred Curfey. Red the Manx Cad. Tan skilm a kjown, bjor as an essach. Mkid sherry, hilshen for Celia Bannister, makjown elior. I never wanted a pub. Tan Celia screw makjown and len ons tiost er a filed. 
as ta skilen leden de vrion, mekern perche na kostumeren, as nan volgen. Lochten Books have recently published a book which is very opposite, with Le Tenville, Tenville Day, coming up on the Great Fair Day, the 5th of July, this coming Tuesday. The latest book is A Key to Tinwald, and it struck me some time ago that a lot of visitors to the island will hear the term Tinwald thrown about, and they may not necessarily know exactly what it is. And if you think about it, you can actually talk about three things which mean Tinwald. There's the hill, obviously, there's the court of Tinwald, and then there's the government. And we tend to use the term quite loosely to mean what we mean at the time. Well, as a tourist, a visitor, they may not know that. And so I thought it might be useful to have a small booklet just introducing what Tinwald is, what it does, and also uh, what other countries might have some similar Tinwald-type thing. There are four chapters. There's one is the history, uh, which is probably the longest chapter. Uh, that's possibly reflecting my interest, because I'm probably more interested in the, the history. Um, then there's the, the actual workings of the current parliament. There's what happens on Timwald Hill, the ceremony and, 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 and that, and also a little bit about the history of the ceremony. Um, and then other countries who have um, similar parliaments, similar Viking-based parliaments to, to the one on the Isle of Man. I was, um, I was particularly interested in this, not... not from the start, but when I actually looked into it, I found there are actually eight, the Isle of Man being one of them, there are seven others, and they've all got sort of ting in their title, apart from the Greenland one at the moment, which I'll, which I'll get back to, but there are Norway, Iceland, Denmark, Greenland, the Faroe Islands, Finland, and the Orland Islands, um, and the Orland Islands I'd actually never heard of at all, which is my ignorance, they're um, an autonomous Swedish-speaking part of Finland... But they've all got, and I, 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 they've all got things like stortings and altingi and folkting, um, which all mean a something assembly of people's assembly or a law assembly or a great assembly. Um, the Greenland one, until very recently, I think it was 2009, was a landsting. But Greenland was to Denmark, like the Isle of Man was to Britain. Greenland was run by Denmark and didn't like it and wanted their independence. And in 2009, Denmark finally came round to the idea of they're not completely independent, like the Isle of Man is, is not completely independent of the UK, but almost so. Um, Greenland is almost independent of Denmark, so they renamed their landsting to Inuit Sisartut, which is the Inuit word for those who make laws. I've probably mispronounced it terribly, but that's how it's spelt. In the background that you've been researching for it then, who all have you been able to talk to? Well, I, I actually contacted all the parliaments themselves, um, which showed up my lack of linguistical knowledge, because they all responded in almost perfect English, which was very humbling, but they were, they were very helpful. Particularly the Orland Islands, they were so delighted to be contacted because they're usually overlooked, and they showered me with inf information. I, had, I, mean, I could have written a book about them in, just on its own. Uh, I asked them if I could borrow a photograph, and they sent me 27, and I, I explained I can only use the one, but they said, well, you know, you've got a choice, you know, any... Any help we can give you, they were, they were delightful people. But on Ireland, a lot of people were very helpful, particularly helpful was the Seneschal of Tinwald, uh, Steve Wright. He um, gave uh, George, the photographer, and me uh, a, a special tour of Tinwald so that we could take photographs, and he gave us a lot of history. It was very, very helpful. Not entirely trivial taking the photographs because, obviously, the lighting conditions inside the building and getting good dramatic pictures is requires a certain amount of contortion and bending to uh, get the camera in just the right spot. However, 
nothing ventured, nothing gained, and off we went and um, pressed the shutter a good few times. Um, hopefully, I think the book is well illustrated and uh, it appeals to people. There was one incident where um, George, uh, was, bless him, was, was contorting himself to try and get the particular photograph and Steve Wright was giving me information about what was happening in the building and how it happened and Steve was waving his arms about but he didn't realise that George had, was using an extremely wide-angled lens and I had to keep saying, can you not wave your arms about because you'll get, dis- you know, sort of a, a severed hand in the photograph. But, um, but you know, we, we, we managed. I mean, George is very good at sort of contorting himself into the most weird positions to try and get these photographs we also were very were loaned some photographs which was was very kind um tim ward themselves loaned loaned us photographs of the sort of state and close-ups of the robes which i think is important because it's it it, you see them from a distance but you don't see the workmanship that goes into them and it's it's they were very kind at lending us photographs um and there was also a lady who has one of the um original tin walled sites in her back garden uh cronk early um she we, we could see it from the road and we were sort of we'd like to take a photograph of it and we, we went to talk to, to the lady who owns the house and she said yes of course you know take whatever you like wander around the back garden and, and she was really very helpful which which was very kind of her are there any particular things that you found surprising in your research um i i knew about it before but one of the things that i find very unusual is that the the meeting on the hill where they have the procession to the church they actually have in the church the the, the meeting room i don't know of any other church that has a, a parliamentary meeting actually in the church building with with seats labeled seats and everything I, th- I, th- I find that fascinating um so i found that very interesting one thing i did find uh, this isn't about the isle of man it's about the faroe islands it's the first country in the world or it's the the, the country in the world that has the oldest document that's from the government anywhere and it's about sheep breeding and it's dated the 24th of june 1298 and i think it's amazing that they've still got records going back that far um there were there were a lot of things one of the things i didn't know is the uh tinwald um hansard people actually also put together the hansard for a lot of other countries Um, uh, they do for Guernsey, Gibraltar, Alderney, Sark and the Turks and Caicos Islands. I didn't realise how um, how important that the, the Timwald Hansard people or how, how much they're called on by other people, other governments, which I think is fascinating. This has been quite a long-term project to get all the information together about Timwald. Yes, we, it, for a very short book, it's took, taken an enormously long time to put together. It's taken three years. And the reason for this was we, we had the idea, and we, I wrote the basic text, and we did most of the photographs. But then, of course, we had to wait for Timwald Day because we needed photographs of the hill. And then COVID happened, so we had a stripped-down Timwald, which was excellent photographs, but not the normal ceremony. So we had to wait another year to get photographs of the ceremonies it usually happens which has actually made the book richer but it, for a, it's only a 32 page book and it's taken three years to write attending tinwood on the stripped down version was remarkably easy because everyone was discouraged from going as far as is reasonably possible and effectively there was fairly good access almost anywhere to take pictures and the dignitaries were not hiding under the tent when you wanted nice pictures of them from a distance so that was a very illuminating aspect as well. And again, of course, in 2021, we had the uh, privilege of having Her Royal Highness, the Princess Royal, attend. 
and the uh, Lieutenant Governor had to take a slightly back seat in terms of that ceremony and uh, the Royal Presence uh, really made a bit of a big difference to the proceedings and indeed the pictures. Uh, this is the latest in a series which you call the, the Hoofprint series. What was the idea behind that? Well, the Hoofprint series, we're, we're locked in books, so obviously it's a sheep. And we thought we want to do a series of guides, um, basically uh, brief introductions to things that we hope might be of interest to visitors to the Isle of Man, but also to the Manx themselves. And so we, we've done um, a book about the cats, you know, the Manx cats. There's this Timwall book. We've done one about the Manx Triskillian. Um, and the idea of the Hoofprints was it's a basic step-by-step guide. I'm not sure whether it's actually caught on in that way, but it's a basic step-by-step guide to... Um, a window into into a particular topic. The latest book, Akita Tinwald, is available through all bookshops on the island, um, all the good bookshops, um, Bridge Bookshop, Lexicon, uh, the book company have got it. We've also um, got it in a few gift shops. Uh, people like Mostly Manx have it. Uh, the, the cafe at Dune has got it, which is uh, a, an innovation, which is quite nice. So there are a lot of places that, that people can pick the book up if they want to. Sarah Goodwins and George Hobbs of Lochton Books and their latest publication in their Hoofprint series, A Key to Tinwald, an introduction to the Earl of Man Parliament, published by Lochton Books at £5.95. Tigreid de Val Tinval and Erd Whale Shinna de Fulster Marns a Tail. Ach Nishas Rish tan Pawel Nanach her Grimma and Holtonen. For the Nachrena Jerkel Rishna Shervosh Firik, Henkas and Ellen de Hervesha Chan Vanen, Vosh, Shea Lancaster, Na Nalban, Aslie and Charn, Hane, Aslie, Povel Vanen. For the Derawa Jerkel Rishna Shervosh and Kiris Feed, Naye, Harau Adson, Rayet, Echora B, As the Nayu Keen Blade and Jeg, Vaslai Jichanaru, my pardon de live, I goil carreer jo heen the lomakin. As va jinu shigger, the row barrelin and go obdian, va pointed, mur barrelin or keen. Fiera, un snaky jeg shachtas tree feed, ren uru shen cachle, as va altenen heeres feed, riot, son a hid keert, och haroe lurish ulu and fawvel egatojach. Whilst elected members of the House of Keys have generally been respected by the Manx community, the late 1960s and early 1970s particularly brought a lot of criticism of the Manx establishment and the role of some members. One of the outspoken critics expressed himself through his poetry. This is uh, the poem called Champions of the People. They told the old man when they came to his door that he'd never been governed so badly before. But it all would change now and he'd soon live in style if he just gave first preference to them for a while. Then they buttoned their fine coats the sky threatened storm while the old man went inside to wait for reform. A few months went by and the boy settled in 
still bathed in the raptures of candidates who win, and the old man still shivered and waited for change, and he got it, a free sack of coal for the range. But it wasn't humped in by a new MHK, and it sparked and exploded all night and all day. So the old man cleaned up and he said to his cat, they were going to give us a new heated flat, and the pension would double by late 87. To hear all the yap in them, life would be heaven. Now they're getting good dinners, for me where's the change? To be born and to die by the same old black range. So he walked, muffled up, down the Christmas time street. And he saw the yuppies so smug and elite. And he passed the great banks now silent and grand, like pyramids of gold in a cold Manx land. And he witnessed the anger, the worry, the rage of the men who just fought for a fair living wage. Far removed from the members so prosperous and caring, who sought to uphold their own dignified bearing, and jumped for a pay rise as high as the moon, to buy the next round in their Dallas saloon. Thus the old man he pondered and walked through the rain. The Christmas tree lights were all dying again. And he said, as he gazed, to a darkening steeple, O oh Lord, what befell them? those champions of the people. That's the voice of Ramsey poet Paul Lebeginski. In 2020, Culture Vannon published a collection of his work. A revised edition has now been published, and James Franklin of Culture Vannon tells us about the importance of the work of Paul Lebeginski. This is a republishing of the selected poems of Paul Lebeginski. Not the most obvious of Manx names, but he was from, he was very much a Ramsey. His father was RAF from the war. He was Polish, came over and served in Jerby and then remained, met a, a, a girl from Ramsey and Paul came of it. And he is a wonderful character, well-remembered around the town. And he was well-known for being a commissioner, but also being somewhat... The establishment found it hard to be with him, and he I think he rather enjoyed that irking the establishment and poking, questioning fingers at figures of authority. And he, that really comes across in his poems, where he's really embodying the spirit of the time and fighting back against what he saw to be the what was driving the Manxman away in his phrase. Some of the poems I hope many might know, things like Thatching Down South, or Lamfell Chapel, beautiful, beautiful poems talking about this passing age of a form of Manx life which he was broken-hearted to see disappearing during his times. And so you have that um, beautiful remembering of Manx life as it was, and then you have um, some beautiful, tender, heartfelt love poems or poems exploring troubles of the heart, and then you have these wonderfully aggressive fighting poems, fighting for the Manx against what he saw as the threat from the outside of taking away 
the problems of perhaps of housing or development in the wrong direction for the Manx and how that was troubling the Manx people and the Manx soul at that time. And then you also have these wonderfully playful, funny, funny poems where there are recordings of him which have everyone rolling around in laughter because the poems are great and his delivery of them and he was a well-loved guy and these poems really kind of show his great character. He died in 1995, which of course is over 25 years ago now, and he died at the age of 43, only 43, and it's he never put out a book during his lifetime, and so it's lovely now, this book first came out in the first edition, 2020, but it's been updated and new poems have now been added and a couple of errors have been ironed out this time around. And it's lovely now to have these poems there for friends to remember and by, for younger generations to discover and by, and going forward to kind of really establish Paul's name there in Manx poetry. But it's also nice to discover him and to reassess him by the words on the page instead of the wonderful sparkling character down the pub or wherever he was performing. This is called uh, Lament of the Manx Homeless. Well, I'm not, I'm not quite the Manx Homeless, I don't suppose, but there must be a few of them about now. And um, here she goes. I am a young Manxman in search of a home. It's not much to ask to want one of your own, but the big estate agent, he lets out a groan. Whenever I roam through his doorway, we offer a mansion, its views are quite fair, would suit a stockbroker or a millionaire, but this cabin's on sticks out the grand point of air, if you've only got twenty thousand. As he picked out his teeth with his gold Parker pen, I stood there the last of the homeless Manx men, then his pocket television, it chimed out Big Ben, and he knelt down to face Margaret Thatcher. I spat in disgust and I stared at the wall. All houses free, uppies, the boys on the ball. A split-level home with its own waterfall where an old woman used to raise donkeys. There's a converted lavatory close to the shore. The queen once drove past it that wakes it makes it worth more. If you sit down, your backside will never get sore, cause the seats are all gilded and comfy. But seeing as I'm poor, I must look at the flats, all cold and collapsing and crawling with cats. Then I'll be arrested for belting the brats that fight every night on the stairway. There's old resprayed farmhouses out there for rent, and mews in the town for the Arthur Street gent, and loans at 120%, if you'd like to shake hands with the coroner. I remember a song by a fine Irish man, farewell to the tent and the old caravan. I send them steam packet to the rich Isle of Man, we natives could do with some shelter. I've worked out in Andrus, I've worked in Balaf, I've cycled to Ramsey, got drunk in the trap, and tonight I shall weep on the little photograph until I've diluted my cider. It isn't a beauty with lovely blonde hair, it's a picture of a house on the grand point of air. And I've just been gazumped by a rich millionaire, and tomorrow his nose will be wider. 
the online and educational resources officer for Culture Van and James Franklin, and another poem by Paul Lebeginski, and a revised edition of the collection of his poetry, Until the Manxmen Are Driven Away, the selected poems of Paul Lebeginski, has been published at £10 by Culture Vannin. As more shen, show and clairs, Jerry Jane's dry the Shachle Egatreton, and that brings us to the end of this final edition of Shachle in the current series. So, now from me, as Nish Boom Fiona McCardle, Slend you.